yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ. And today, we are going through the lives here on the Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups, forward slash Rugby Muscle um, or Rugby Muscle. If you just type in Rugby Muscle Athletes on Facebook, you will find the page there. I would like to begin by asking everybody who is on the group, um, who is watching this video live, thumbs up to help it get into everybody's feeds. And if you have a question, as usual, let me see if we can do this. Uh, if you have a question, put the questions in the comments below and they will be answered. We've got a few questions that are probably going to be in depth that I will run through today, but we've also got some prop some a little bit of space if we want to utilize the full 45 minutes that i plan on going for um if we don't we can i'm, I'm absolutely fine with stopping them short i think those shorter sessions that i've been doing particularly with the rubbing muscle applied have been appreciated so we can absolutely do that but <clears throat> you know it's okay you, i mean people watching on youtube will know by now how long this um q a is going to last that is my air conditioning unit going really loud let's turn that off shall we um if people watching on youtube will know don't forget to subscribe make sure you're subscribed to the rugby muscle youtube channel we are going to start to do four videos a week going forward with strength coaches react a rugby muscle applied an interview and these live q a's each and every single week uh, let me see if there's anything else i was supposed to plug there's not i'm just going through all the different scenes now so as usual, <clears throat> we've been asked a few questions already. I think I've got five or six pre-prepared. I think that, well, I haven't li- I haven't read through them too much at all. Just had them copied and pasted into the link, and I, I made sure that they were here ready to go before we started recording. But let's get into the questions, shall we? As usual, thumbs up, comments in the, in the, or questions in the comments below. Anything in the comments below does help out, obviously, the algorithm, both on Facebook and on YouTube. It, it doesn't ever go un, unappreciated. I enjoy hearing what you guys have to say, and I enjoy being able to get some feedback, even if it is trolling or just saying helping the algorithm means that you are at least paying a little bit of attention to these Q&As. But um, as things go forward, we might start to slowly but surely wind these down either make them short either make them shorter less frequent or only available to team rubbing muscle members only um and we might formally start to introduce another way of um having opinions on the um high level rugby and you know some sort of premiership rugby or um super fifth super rugby or <clears throat> international rugby each year um or each year each week as they go through the throughout the year We'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, this week, Six Nations um, sort of let down a little bit by that Scot- the fact that Scotland lost when they sh- should have absolutely won that game. It goes to show how good it's... Even if you play really good rugby, you know, it's Scotland are now at the point where they shouldn't be um, like triumphant losers. They've, they've, they've beat England at England. They like fully deserve it. It wasn't like a snatch and grab. It was a... <clears throat> Uh, comprehensive beatdown of the England team and so they should be very 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 disappointed to lose at home to Wales when Wales didn't really look up to much they just had those two moments of genius from uh, Reece Samet where he, he shows why pace in international rugby and all levels of rugby is 
something that is like so that gets you so far, gets you so like it can really like that that won them the game. His his pace. So yeah, interesting to see. Interesting to see that Italy still look to play a bit uh, of you know they played good attacking rugby against England. If not, they just didn't defend too well. But I think that that might suit them to to play against Ireland and Wales. I think that they might be able to pull off an upset um, against one of those two teams. I don't see them beating Scotland because, again, attack versus attack, probably Scotland have them. Um, but I do see them, I'm going to call it, they're going to beat either Wales or or Ireland. I'll, I'm going to call it now. I might sound like an absolute fucking helmet by the end of the Six Nations once they lose to everybody. But, ah, live by the sword, die by the sword. That's why my Super Brew predictions are... Uh, pretty terrible, and my fantasy rugby is also kind of terrible. Um, I do like to think I've got an insight, but I like to, you know, at least try and shake the boat a little bit um, and give not just the the standard predictions and things. I'll try and have a little bit more of an insight into this stuff. Um, the French man, the French beat Ireland, though, but like those two tries that they scored are absolutely pathetic defense from Ireland. I'm so disappointed by like what they did there like they should have won that game just by being consistent and by having a good defense which they had throughout the game except they managed to managed to butcher in defense a seven on two essentially they had seven defenders or something and maybe i'll make a video about it but it was like the 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 try from olivon there's no way he should have got the ball that was absolutely atrocious defense no excuses and with that out of the way, let's get into the actual questions on the Facebook group that we've received. First one we'll start with is Nigel, who says, um, "I want to be, I want to get lean without losing too much muscle. And how do I work conditioning into my strength training?" So this one was from when he applied to join the group. I think um, if you if you haven't seen the old Ruppy Muscle Applied videos, I would search in Ruppy Muscle Fat Loss. We've done a whole four-part series, I believe, on um, fat loss for rugby players. That would be your best uh, sort of bet. But Cliff Notes on that is like, I think, first and foremost, actually, Cliff Notes to this question, losing muscle whilst losing fat is is such a non-starter of an issue, I think, for, for most people. The only people it really matters to is like bodybuilders who are trying to lose fat to the point where they're at like two or three percent body fat percentage where you know their skin on their abs is like the same skin on the back of your hand right it's it's there's no fat there the whole of their body it's 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 that little fat like you can see striations in their glutes that's what bodybuilders aim for right that's not the level most people want to lose fat if you're going that lean you're probably going to risk you you have to diet for so long or so so um like aggressively that you're probably going to lose a little bit of muscle along with that and so you're trying to put in every strategy in place to avoid that whereas if you just want to get lean like and maybe get somewhat of a visible six pack i don't think it's overly necessary i think it's like or, or a big concern most of what you'll lose in terms of muscle will just be like water retention which doesn't really you know it's not going to be a big loss of strength it's just going to be a little bit of loss of mus- muscle volume because you're dieting because you're using utilizing the glycogen that would be in the muscle which would usually require some water which why your muscle volume would be bigger all that would require for you to fill out those muscles to be have a one bigger meal and then but then the problem with that is that then it puts you out of that fat loss state right so you would just not worry about it until you finished losing all of that weight now once you've lost as much weight as you need then you worry about either regaining 
lost size, but most of that size is just going to be recompensated for by eating a couple good meals, filling up your glycogen source, filling out your muscle stores, and I think you won't really. You'll find that you probably haven't lost any muscle, and any any muscle, actual tissue that you might have lost is gained back so easily. Um, a lot of people also worry when it comes to losing muscle um, on a fat loss diet, like about losing strength. And I think losing strength when you're trying to lose muscle is a little bit of a concern. Only so far as the fact that it's probably going to happen more than anything due to you've, you're changing in your leverages. Um, if, if that happens, right? So if you're benching and you've got a, you know, you did have a 40 inch chest and now you've got a 36 inch chest. I have no, I've butchered those numbers, but you get the point, right? You've got further to go on that bench press for you to touch your chest. You've got less leverage to, to push that out. Less cushion for the pushing, as they say. Um, same thing for a squat, right? It's called a power belly for a reason because that belly can actually push against. So, you know, uh, how do I manufacture this? I can't manufacture it. You just have to take my word for it, right? Your belly would be able to help you brace not just against your belt, but against your, your legs and you can squat up a little bit more. So your leverages change as you lose weight, but that doesn't mean you're actually getting any weaker. And especially when you're looking at it from a rugby rugby training perspective, right? Like any muscle you do lose, you're still probably overall net going to be stronger pound for pound, which makes you, you means you're definitely going to be more athletic as long as you're training in those endeavors. So I don't really think it matters. And even if you do lose strength, as I insinuate, or strength, muscle, whatever, to regain lost strength, muscle, whatever, it's so much easier than gaining it in the first place. So I would just say, like, get that monkey of fat loss off your back and not don't worry about losing the muscle too much. Um, eat enough protein and you're good. Um, and then whatever you do lose, if you do lose anything, you gain it back in the first block once you finished your uh, finished losing weight. You don't go for a bulk once you finish losing your weight. You don't go and put on all the fucking mass that you've lost and all the fat mass that you've lost. You just slowly but surely creep up your weights and creep up your strength and creep up your muscle, um, eating a relatively like maintenance level and maybe a little bit of a surplus, but not really. Just worry, worry about staying at that range and getting comfortable with that range. Um, that's how you would go about getting lean without losing too much muscle. The other question, how do I um, work my conditioning into my strength training? Three points here, I think. Um, number one, if you're working your conditioning into your strength training, um, like first and foremost, it's called strength and conditioning, right? So strength and conditioning. They, you, you, it's not strength training with a little bit of conditioning. You, you're doing this for rugby, and I can nitpick that word, that that term, strength and conditioning, right? But like when you put it that way, strength and conditioning, they're both treated equal. You don't, you're not putting conditioning into a strength training program. Likewise, you're not putting strength training into a running program or whatever. It's strength and conditioning. They should be synergistically together. So you should treat it that way. The fact that you've said that insinuates to me that you're probably not taking it seriously. It insinuates to me that you're you're treating your strength training probably because you're better at it, probably because you're already quite strong and you're already quite muscular because you don't want to lose the muscle that you've gained, right? You've had some success. But that insinuates to me that you haven't treated your conditioning as seriously. So I would first and foremost like get your mind around treating it seriously. Like if you're um if you're already lifting five or six times or even four times a week, 
one of those sessions should definitely just be a conditioning session, particularly if you're out of shape and you want to get your conditioning back. Other thing is I would treat your condition, you know, I would, I would arrange my training in a high, low sort of uh, uh, training split or training week. I've got more information about that coming out, I think, next week. Um, when the next rugby muscle applied comes out, when we're talking about, um, how your training should look week to week, um, or have I already done it? I, I really can't remember if it's, it's, I've got a lot, so much stuff coming out, but there's a, uh, where arranging your training week is the video and it talks and I'll talk about how, you know, you should have your high stress days, your low stress days. And if you're, if you're putting a lot of your effort into your strength training, then put your conditioning on your low stress day and just do aerobic work. And that's going to be uh, let low fatigue to allow you to recover from your strength training and be ready for your next strength training. But it's also going to drastically improve your conditioning. Like we don't want to be doing high intensity stuff um, in between strength training workouts that really are important to us. Um, and then uh, the last question or the last point of the three points I'm trying to make here would be to make sure that you're um, like understanding how strong you need to be. Like if you're already strong enough, like not only should you fit your, now you should flip that question on its head. Like if you're strong enough, but you're nowhere near fit enough, then like, mate, absolutely. That should be the other way around. You should be fitting in some strength training into your conditioning program because conditioning is the thing that you need to be doing. Um, your strength is already where it needs to be, or at least closer than your conditioning needs to be. Put the emphasis on the conditioning, get that up to speed, then sort of, you know, go back. You should maintain your strength on, you know, one or two sessions a week should be easily uh, able to maintain like a decent strength level or not have it drop off so much. If any, if it drops off at all, particularly if you're doing like real high intensity conditioning as well, where you would do, you know, uh, high intensity bouts with long rest periods, you're going to be able to keep your strength doing that stuff and train with weights a couple times a week as well. So, uh, yeah, treat it seriously, utilize a, a sort of high, low mindset and split and figure out like how strong do you need to be? And if you're already strong enough, look at, look at just do it. Like look at conditioning being your main focus. Hello to everyone on the live stream. We have a thumbs up. I was supposed to, um, I was supposed to put the put a new thing where I can put the questions in this below, but look out for that next week. Maybe we'll be doing it then. Um, we do have a question on the live stream, so let's get to that straight away. He says, as someone is trying to get leaner and get bigger personally, what are your thoughts on a lean gain versus a traditional bulk cut? Uh, bulk cut as an, a cut bulk, I guess he means to say, as an overall muscle as a approach for overall muscle gain. Um, okay. So it, I think I'm not a fan of lean gain until you're already lean enough. Um, most people that get stuck in bulk cut, like bulk cut is the most productive way you should train. Um, like if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to lose weight, but you're doing everything in your, like, you still should be doing everything in your power to, you know, keep your muscle, keep strong, um, do everything else, as I said. But you should also, you know, but the, the primary goal is to, uh, lose weight. You're probably not going to be able to gain muscle and you shouldn't worry about gaining muscle. You should worry about getting that monkey off your back or getting your fat loss done. 
Likewise, if you're trying to bulk and you're trying to lose fat at the same time, you're, you're, it's like trying to ride your bike with, um, it's like trying to ride your bike with flat tires. Yeah. If you're trying to like, you can do it, but it, you're just completely hamstringing yourself by the fact that you're trying to, you know, both of both of which are hamstringing each other, right? If you're in, a, if you're trying to gain muscle, you need to give your body the calories, the rest, and everything that it deserves. It, that it needs to grow. The, any fatigue that you get needs to be uh, around the muscles and around repairing those muscles and helping you grow. Likewise, um, when you're losing fat, right, you need to be in that deficit. So you need to. The fatigue should be from. Um, Oh, not the muscles being like wasted away, but should be from you overall having less energy coming in than you have, um, like that you're, then you're using on a daily basis. Therefore, you then lose fat. If you're trying to gain muscle, it's like that you can see how they're complete opposite ends of the spectrum, right? Um, that doesn't mean that you have to eat nothing in order to, uh, lose fat and, you know, lose fat and, and expect that you're going to lose a ton of muscle. See the last question before. And it doesn't mean that you have to eat um, uh, five pizzas every day to gain a little bit of muscle. No. So the overall way I try to approach this is um, the, make, the, fir the first and foremost goal for most people should be to get relatively lean to the point where they're comfortable, right? So that they're not worried about um, any more. Like the, the problem is that people get, they make a little bit of fat loss progress and then they're like, right, it's time to bulk. And then they just undo all of their fat loss progress. Get lean enough first, then you've got that, um, like that, the monkey off your back of little, you know, worrying about fat gain or worrying about being fat or worrying about whether you're putting on muscle or fat, all that stuff. That gets off your back because you're now lean enough, right? Then you would slowly but surely add muscle. Muscle is a long term process to be able to add. So say if you add, you know, one kilogram every two weeks or pound a week, that's a lot. And that's mostly, it's still going to be what I would consider quite an aggressive bulk. Because if you think about it over the course of three months, you've gained six kilograms. That's a lot of weight. That's, you know, over the course of uh, a year, you've gained 20 kilograms, right? 24 kilograms. If you consistently did that, that's a fucking ton of weight. And you're not going to be kidding yourself. The most, most of that will be fat. So you would set yourself maybe like a 10, once you've got lean enough, you would set yourself like a 10 kilogram sort of buffer where you would gain 10 or so kilograms, maybe less, maybe more, depending on who you are and how predisposed you are to be able to gain muscle. And you would work between that sort of realm. So you would gain, and each time you would reach that upper bound, you would be a little bit more muscular, a little bit less fat, and you would work down. And every time you got all the way down, you again, you would be a little bit more muscular and, a, you know, you'd be a little bit more shredded. Um, and then you keep going between those two lines. Therefore, you're still cutting and bulking, but you're not doing like a 20 kilogram, um, like just getting fat for the sake of bulking, right? You're working within reasonable aims. And that is a, is a, uh, that's what I would consider lean bulking or lean gaining, right? Um, of the, like most people that I work with, once they get lean enough, they're so keen to get onto bulking calories because you're in a state where you've just finished dieting. So you're really, you're, you know, your hunger levels are all skewed up. You're always going to be quite hungry. You've also deprived yourself of a lot of traditional or a lot of tasty foods in order to lose that weight. And now you want to, um, 
you know, you, you're convincing yourself that you, you look at the bulking foods that people tell you you have to eat and you look at the bodybuilders that are doing these giant diets or a daily a rugby player that's just trying to maintain on 5,000 calories a day. And you're like, cool, I get to eat all of this food because you're already in that deprived state. It seems really, really, really appealing. All you do if, if you do that is you just regain all of that lost, all of that fat you've just lost. Whereas in reality, if you look at possibly gaining a pound or so every couple of weeks, that's going to be mostly muscle and that doesn't take uh, anywhere near the amount of calories that people hope slash think that it would take it should be the other around right they think or really they hope that that's how many calories it's going to take it's not it's like gaining muscle is a, such a minimal amount it's like an extra like fucking couple of apples a day or an extra portion of rice over the course of a day it's not you, you know you're not completely revamping your diet so i think the idea of kind of bulking hate those words but the idea of kind of bulking is right the approach that most people take to it is just fucking garbage like it like the difference between a cut and a bulk in reality is a few extra portions of fruit um a few extra portions of carbs that's about it you know um you know and it would vary between person to person but that's kind of it you know um, so I would make sure I would still focus. I'd give myself a primary focus. Whether I'm the problem with lean gaining is that then you're like, you're just not, you don't have a focus. You're, you're trying to do two things that are complete opposites. And I don't even like doing two things that are close enough. I'm like, you should have a singular focus. So, you know, if it's losing fat, yes, you're still, you still might put on muscle, but you're not worried. Like you're not going to worry about muscle at the, at the cost of that fat loss. Hi guys, I just wanted to jump in here to tell you that if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to become a better athlete, then you can go ahead and visit rugby-muscle.com and pick up any of our free goodies. That is uh, the 50 free rugby conditioning sessions, the physique nutrition crash course video series, the supplement guide, and newly added is a macro calculator. Yes, that's right, a macro calculator where you will be able to work out your protein, carbs, fat, and calories that you should be eating on a daily basis to give you a guide as to where to start your diet from. This will help in conjunction with your 50 free conditioning sessions to build you out a decent little plan that will enable you to take control of your training and use effective training and nutrition to become a better athlete. All that stuff and more can be found at rugby-muscle.com or rugby-muscle.com forward slash macros for the macro breakdown. Okay, Adam comes in and he says, "Any good? Mo- oh, this is a question that was on the group earlier. Any good mobility and stretching sessions you can recommend to help improve athleticism?" Cheers, uh, Adam. So, really, mate, um, if you've seen anything that I've put out, you you should know that I am not a big uh, proponent of quote unquote mobility, um, and this is like definitely where i'm not the 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 guy that should you should talk to if you want to hear um well what i think you want to hear about this the reality is mobility doesn't really improve athleticism in like any no like training for mobility doesn't improve your uh athleticism in any real noticeable way what improves proves your athleticism is training for your athleticism right do it a thing um whether that's lifting with a full range of motion whether that's sprinting and um or, or doing tempo work and practicing quality movement that stuff 
helps you improve athleticism and it helps you improve the mobility of that thing that you're trying to improve upon, right? Perfect example is I'm in my my own training. I'm into a phase where I'm um, trying to, excuse me, I've got a burp coming. Okay, it's gone. I'm in a phase of my own training here at the minute where I'm trying to improve upon my power cleans, right? Or I'm trying to slowly but surely reintroduce power training um, and Olympic lifting into my training. Um, partly because I miss it, partly because I'm I'm trying to, um, partly because I'm trying to do more power work, partly because that's going to help like hold on to my muscle. See the earlier, earlier question once whilst I'm trying to lose fat. A few reasons, right? But Jesus Christ, like my elbows and forearms are doing me, me in. They, I cannot, I'm not getting a good range of motion for holding these cleans in this position. You can see here, my mobility is not where it needs to be in order to do this, right? My solution to be better at this is to get into this position and do fucking front squats. The weight will hold my, that, my, my arm there into the right position. And over time, my body's going to relax and realize that there's no need to be so tense in this position and it will be fine. Um, I'm just doing front rack holds. If you ask the best uh, weightlifters in the world, they don't do a million different fucking wrist mobility and fucking yanking a fucking band or whatever. No, they, they fucking do the move. They do front racks and they hold heavy racks on their, ch on their shoulders or they do front squats or they do cleans. Or if you're trying to get better at snatches, you do a fucking snatches you do overhead squats if you want like i was someone that got quite good at overhead squats because i did a fuck ton of overhead squats not because i did any sort of crazy mobility thing same thing for squats i squat to quite good depth um even now without uh, my lifting shoes because i squat to depth and i practice squatting to depth um i think sometimes the the issue that people might run into and this is a common issue when you're trying to when like how you might lose mobility when you're trying to gain strength is because people up weight way too fast all the time when that you know they they add five kilograms uh in a week and in two weeks they add 10 kilograms that's fucking way too fast to try and add weight to a move and expect to maintain that amount of quality unless you're like starting really um sub uh sub maximal right you're starting really high and then you're building up that's a different story. If you're starting, if, but if you're adding that much to your like training maxes or you're working heavy weights, like you all, you, you're always going to find that you get to a point where all you're doing is altering the movement to accommodate for the extra weight that you're putting on the bar. So many people say like, this is one of my biggest bugbearers actually when it comes to people that do weight training in general, right? With squats, biggest bugbearers, right? Is they, they, they'll, they'll do a squat and they'll hit a new PR and they'll say, ah, oh, I've got to work on that depth. Then you haven't hit a fucking PR. Like you have to, you have to, um, do the movement the same every time for it to be a PR. If you've changed the movement, that's not a PR on your old move. That's a new thing that you're doing. If you're squatting and all of a sudden you've, you've sacrificed, you know, a few inches of depth and you haven't got to parallel, we're not doing a fucking squat anymore. You're doing this weird sort of one third of a squat that allows you to use more weight, but that doesn't help you. It doesn't give you the benefit. It's not you getting stronger. That's you changing the movement. So your movement should always be really fucking consistent. And I, I've put this in a rugby muscle applied series, um, like how to train. I think it was the how to train for muscle because 
that way you can really gauge progress really well, right? If you're using the exact same consistent range of motion week to week, you know that you're going to be able to, like, you know if you're adding weight or getting stronger or adding muscle. But the same point can be said for if you're trying to do mobility. Like, don't even bother trying to add weight. Just try to keep that same weight, but give yourself the room to to move better, you know? Um, like, if you're just doing a submaximal squat, maybe you're doing 80 or so or even 60 or so kilograms, right? And you're just slow, you just keep that weight. But every week you get a little bit lower, a little bit more comfortable, and a little bit more of a better posture. You'll you'll build out that movement over time. Um, the other thing to improve athleticism, I'd say to round out this question, would be like look at your athletic movements like your your landing, your jumping, your um stepping from side to side. How do you move? And again, break it down and do it slowly. Look at sway work for agility. Um, and then look at like slow casual tempos you can even do um, wall drills for sprinting and and that will improve your athleticism or just jumping and landing and mechanics and just get really efficient at that stuff and that will massively improve your athleticism and like once you get better at moving right your body's going to sort of open up and allow you to move in more directions because you move well and it knows it you know it doesn't put pressure on the joints you know, your your body, like mobility, is not a um, it's not a actual tight muscle thing. It's a neural thing. So it's your body gets tight to stop you from injuring yourself. So if you can if you can move better, you're gonna gain the trust, I guess, of your body, so that it knows that it's not gonna get injured in his range of motions, and you're gonna be fine. Okay. New question coming up on the live. This thing annoys me where it doesn't allow me to oh and now it's come up on the on the questions here look at this does this work no it does not work at all he says i'm trying to lose fat my carbs and fat are low sometimes i'm feeling more tired than usual but i want to improve different aspects of my muscle microphone going down let's start that again shall we let's move this off this has been a bit of a joke of a couple of minutes uh how do i find out who asked this question i'll ask i'll find out later he says i'm trying to lose fat my carbs and fat are low sometimes i'm feeling more tired than usual but i want to improve different aspects of my training i would like to add cardio and rugby skills how can i manage and do all of it with good energy number one sleep sleep enough you'll be you'll be surprised like if you how little people look at their sleep when it comes to this stuff like if you're sleeping anything less than seven hours try sleeping better try sleeping more um yes increase that quality but you know do everything else um like definitely increasing sleep is probably going to be the major one the other thing is like um like find your times during the day that you're good at these things and give yourself that time to get in your extra cardio or rugby skills right so whether it's you finish work at five o'clock and you do um you know you do 10 minutes of skills or you do 30 minutes of cardio whether it's you take a lunch break and you go out and you do some tempo work or you do your your conditioning training whether it's you whatever it is right try and find it in more of a routine and what you'll find is like once you get going you will wake up if you're on low carbs and low fat maybe look at like slowly um number one getting out of that dieting phase if you're in a dieting phase it's difficult to 
like sometimes when it comes to dieting and losing fat, you have to sacrifice. You, like it, it can become an option to just not do too much cardio, not do too much training, because your calories need to be so low, which is kind of counterintuitive, right? But that's why you shouldn't train to lose fat; you should diet to lose fat. Um, if you're trying to find extra time to do it, it would just be either on your rest days or around like your working day so either in the evening or, or or just the more you make it routine the the more you'll not just teach your body to find the energy but the more you'll just get going and you, you'll usually find that once you start going like after five or so minutes you'll, you'll you'll have enough energy to get through that session particularly if it's just like low level conditioning and low level skill work like you'll have the time to do that um it's you know managing your schedule is managing your schedule it's it's one of the most important things that people just always forget when it comes to like organizing your training and and, and staying on top of your training like it's it's so it's like it's such a thing that i i do pretty much every week with at least a few of my clients i'm working with in the rugby muscle elite uh program is we we go over that schedule We're like right when are you going to be able to commit to this because it once you've got stuff into a schedule, it becomes automated, it becomes a habit. You rely a lot less on motivation. What do we got? 10 or so minutes to go? Let's see here. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ian asked a question for community. I figured I'd throw it up here. He says, if you think you have strained something in your foot, do you go to a physio or a podiatrist? Ah... Uh, I would say my advice on this, and this is not like disclaimer and whatever, don't fucking sue me here. This is not medical advice. This is just my experience from rugby is have a guy. You should always, wherever you are, like you should have a guy that you sort of rely on for this. And that guy might have other guys that he relies on and you can go through that. But like, you know, in, in Colorado, I had a, a physio slash chiropractor Actually, I had a physio-sociopractor in Bahrain too, in um, America before, in Poland, and uh, somewhere else I had like a team doctor. Um, and in when I was in uh, UK, I had a, a physio that I really relied on. And you, if you have someone whose knowledge you trust, who understands your needs, um, isn't just, you know, trying to not worry about being sued, and those that like, you know, because fucking, if, you, if you're a doctor or, or a physiotherapist and you're saying, right, you have someone pay you and, you know, especially in today's society, might sue you if you give them shitty advice. They're just going to tell you to fucking stop playing rugby because that's that's going to hurt you, you know? But you're someone that wants to play rugby. Even if you're hurt, you want to find ways around injuries. You want to do all this sort of stuff. Uh, you want to find ways to train, do all this sort of other thing, other sort of things to, um, you know, Increase your injury risk, but increase your sort of satisfaction of life. Um, and that's, you've got to find someone that understands that for you and isn't just fucking like, is also a combination of like open-minded and, and scientific based, right? So they're not just a quack because I mean, a lot of chiropractors, um, a lot of chiropractors, man, like they are just fucking hippies and like, I, I don't want to go to a chiropractor who who wants to recommend me and t talk to me about diet like that's not that's not what you're there for right um and and because it's not quite a medical thing it, it gets it's kind of bad but if you get good um good chiropractors 
all, all good physiotherapists, you know, you've then got someone that understands your needs and, and understands science and can actually uh, help you out, but is also open-minded enough that they might try other things that, um, you know, doctors and other people might not be willing to give a shot. So yeah, have a guy would be my advice on that one. Um, next one, we've got enough time to rattle through two more. Uh, Sam, Samuel asks, I lack focus, lack consistency, lack knowledge. Well, you've come to the right place to, uh, help out with this. Um, before we even get on to the, uh, no, let's get through the question first. He says, I want to know how much weight I must put on, how much weight I must lift as a halfback, how fast I should be, how many times in a day or a week I should be training. I want to build muscle at the same time, be faster. Is it possible? Okay. So, um, all of those, except the very last question, I'm going to file and put to the side and say, just go through rugby, the rugby muscle applied series. Um, that stuff is designed to sort of help you understand how to stay consistent, how to choose a focus. Um, understand that those questions are the wrong questions to ask because everything is relative to you. Um, and how you can become the best player. There is no actual weight that you need to be. There is no actual weight that you need to lift. There is no uh, how many times a week you have to train. There is just what you need to do to become a better player and, um, and the most efficient ways to do that. So go watch the Rugby Muscle Applied Series for that. The last question about how I want to build muscle at the same time and be faster, is that possible? Yes, it is possible. Um, uh, because... Overall, if you build muscle, you're going to be able to apply more force into the ground. Like the more muscle you build, the more potential you have to be faster. But obviously, that gets to a point because muscle is weight, right? So if you're, it's all about that weight, strength to weight ratio, right? The stronger you can be at the lightest weight that you can be is going to give you the most, the best strength to weight ratio, which is going to allow you to put more force into the ground. Um, and particularly as you're starting, if you're someone that's young, and I would assume you're young if you're asking these questions, you're going to be someone who will get a lot of strength gains early on. And that strength gains give you, like, will give you a lot in terms of speed. Then it gets to a point where you actually have to do direct speed work. And then even then, you can still slowly, like, you know, you're putting on muscle is not a a off and on switch. You're not gaining muscle in this hour and losing muscle in this hour. You are slowly but surely trying to add tissue to your frame. You can still get faster whilst doing that. You can still do your sprint drills. The problem you're going to end up running into is recovery, right? Because you're going to have to put quite a lot of resources into gaining muscle and you're going to put after a lot, a lot of resources and create a lot of fatigue in training for, um, for being able to get, you know, speed training that's going to create a lot of fatigue and it's going to take a lot of time you need to be fresh when you're doing it so you want to make sure that you're not uh your lower body isn't fatigued so it's it's going to come a real difficult thing to organize the more advanced you get however you can also utilize that high low approach i spoke about earlier and do high intensity sprints in one day um and then you can do low level strength training and then you can do high level strength training and then you can do low level um, like tempo work and you can sort of mix these in and figure out however much you need to train in a week and do your best that way. But you can absolutely do that. But what would 
probably be the better question would be like why like why do you have to do those things at the same time why not spend a couple months just really focusing on getting faster then focus on building strength building muscle and then go back to getting faster and like so you, you then give yourself that potential and then you actualize it and then you give yourself more potential and then you actualize that more potential and you get faster and faster and faster and bigger and bigger and bigger last question yes and we're gonna finish nicely within 45 minutes if i don't fucking babble on this question jonah says well i have a hard time filling out my chest and arms and i feel like i am lacking in that department also conditioning big time (laughs) okay so um this is this is a nice one like i think really like it's quite simple to be but it's also it can get nuanced right but essentially if you're if you're filling out if you're having a hard time filling out your chest and arms it would suggest to me that you need to treat those areas with more volume maybe you're born with a smaller chest and smaller arms compared to i don't know your back and maybe you're born with bigger legs or maybe you know that's one way to phrase it is to say that you were born more blessed in other areas um so if you've recognized that i would just divert more of your training focus to those areas if you want to bring them up um you know, essentially that can be done. That doesn't have to say that you need to definitely do loads of more work in those areas. It means you have to divert more focus. So maybe that does mean that instead of training them once a week, well, you shouldn't ever be training chest and arms once a week. You should be training them at least twice a week. You should be training all muscles twice a week, really. Um, you know, maybe you actually train them three or four or even fucking five times a week. That's entirely possible to be able to do. Um, maybe the frequency that frequency helps maybe going to that frequency sort of hurts your elbows and it doesn't quite work out um which obviously would mean that and, and you wouldn't just take the same session that you were doing like only once a week and do that five times a week you would split it up right but then because you are fresher each day you'll be able to lift overall more load or more weight which would increase your overall volume because you're lifting more weight and therefore, you'll be able to hopefully gain a little bit more muscle. Sometimes it doesn't quite work out like that. So then maybe you have to tweak the movements. Maybe you haven't found the right movements. Maybe you've been doing nothing but bench press, barbell bench press, and you know sh- straight barbell curls. Maybe that hurts your elbow so much that you can't use too much weight. Maybe you find it awkward or it just doesn't work for you. Um, maybe you're, maybe um, your shoulders completely take over whenever you're doing the straight barbell stuff. So instead... Like look to maybe utilize machines, maybe look to utilize push-ups, maybe you know weighted push-ups or dumbbells, whatever it is. Like maybe you have to find different movements that work for for those. So, and then you would also still then again try and ramp up the volume and see how you increase. Maybe it's your rep range. Maybe you're only doing sets of five, and your chest and arms don't really respond well to that heavier weight. They would prefer you to work in more of a you know ten to twenty rep range, or even a twenty to twenty five rep range, to in order to grow. Um, and you would have to adjust the load and adjust your training accordingly. Overall, you're just going to be able to like, and the whole time, like, because. Because he says, because you say, I feel like I'm lacking in that department. That that tells me that you're not overall, you know, keeping too much data on on yourself. You're not you're not um, uh, keeping keeping track of your stuff. You're not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? It is not testing. It is. God damn it! How am I forgetting this word? Uh, not analyzing. Not managing. 
recording is not the word I'm looking for, but the real word will come in a second. But if you're recording your training, if you're um, seeing how much, like what your data is, so maybe one week you lifted whatever and whatever and whatever, now you've got a baseline. Now you've got room to sort of adjust and see and go back and see what works well and what works well. It might take a little bit of effort, but it's, it's going to be less effort than just questioning whether your chest and arms are smaller or whatever. And that leads me to the last point in this sort of overall answer in this question would be, like, you say your chest and arms are, um, you know, you have a hard time filling them out. Compared to, compared to who, right? Like, who are you comparing your chest and arms? Are you comparing them to the rest of your body? In which case, maybe, but maybe that's just how your frame is. If you're comparing them to someone else, like, why? Like, there is no like if you've got current aesthetic goals that you just want to get bigger chest and arms that's fine but don't say that they are lagging in compared to other areas or, or for a particular purpose but you know or if you've got hard data you know look at the hard data and figure out what you need to alter in order to help them grow but there is no hard and fast answer to it unfortunately um, and then the point that you put also conditioning big time that that leads me to think Go back to that first question. <laughs> treat your treat your conditioning more seriously. If if it's big time, then you know I wouldn't even worry about like having a smaller chest and arm. I'd worry about getting in shape first and then then bring up your chest and arms. Um, here we go. One question. If there's time at the end, there is. Fuck it. There's time. There's thirty seconds. It says if there's at the end, is there anyone you've come across recently on the gram putting out good content that's worth a follow? Dr. Pat Davidson, I'd say at the minute, is is uh he just writes the text posts, but they're so succinct and so to the point. Um and sometimes they're like they, they give you a bit of a wake up call and you're like, oh yeah, right. Like because he called out the sled uh as a as a terrible movement. He called the pull up as a terrible movement, and like he gives good reasons and it makes you think like because there's so much shitty dogma that exists and you know i deal a lot with it and i say you know i push back against why you have to squat bench and deadlift or why if you have to do the bodybuilding like there's so much fucking bullshit that, that sort of lingers around because it's just been there forever and it has serves no purpose we should have outgrown this stuff by now and he he does a really good job of calling all of that call of that calling out all of that bullshit and sort of reframing your mind so yeah give dr pat davidson a follow um uh, that would be the one I'd recommend. Make sure if you're listening to this, you're following TJ underscore rugby and at rugby muscle because the rugby muscle uh, channel has sucked at putting, been putting out content, but it will start to put out a lot more, uh, a lot more snippets from the interviews that I've been doing, a lot more snippets from the rugby muscle applied series that I've been doing. Um, so yeah, with those plugs, I will leave it there. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this fabulous Friday afternoon. I didn't even talk about my birthday. So you know, give me a thumbs up. Let me know in the comments on the YouTubes below. Um, or give us a five-star review on Apple Podcast if you want to wish me a happy birthday. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one. All right. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed that episode of the Robbie Muscle Podcast, then I've got a quick little request and a potential prize giveaway for you if you do said request. All I want you to do is go to Apple Podcasts and type up a five-star review. Just your general opinions of the podcast would be great feedback, but also helps us reach higher rankings, get more exposure, allow me to attract more guests and devote more time to developing a better all-around podcast experience for you. 
All you have to do once again is go and give us a five-star review on whatever podcast service you use. Let me know you've got it. And then every single week, I'll be selecting one review to give away a free prize. That free prize will be either one free month of Team Rugby Muscle. That's our world-class strength condition program app delivered directly to your phone. Or if that doesn't interest you, then we've got one free consultation where I'll, I'll go over your training program, your nutrition, and advise you how to best plan for your goals. Even if none of those things interest you, it's still doing me a solid and helping the podcast grow by going and giving us a five-star review. There's no real excuse. It takes like one minute and that helps the show out exponentially. So I'd really appreciate if you could do that. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll see you in the next one.